This has got to be a podcast. Then don't listen. No, I just have to find out how much of it is an episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for. Acura. 1988. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Francisco, happy to be reviewing a Canadian movie. Oh, my gosh. Also, for this discussion of the film Akira, we welcome aboard, for the first time, president and PR manager for Geeks Under Grace, our guest host, Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Joe. Nice to have you here. Um, Thanks now, for having me. Of course. Now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Akira? All right. Akira. Akira. It sounds like a car. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Akira, or no, it's Akira. Anyway, you know. You're saying it was it's released. fine. All right. It was, Akira was released on July 16th in the year 1988 in Japan. It runs 124 minutes. It's rated R for some weird reason. Oh, I wonder why. It was directed by, and excuse my butchery of the Japanese language and their names, but I'm going to attempt... The director is Katsuhiro Otomo, with lead, with lead stars being Mitsuro Iwata, Nozomu Sasaki, Mami Kiyoma, and music composed by Shijo, no, Shoji, Soji Yamashiro. Shoji Yamashiro. Akira made about not was made for about nine million dollars, and it earned over forty nine million dollars worldwide at the box office. All right, good job, Akira. Right. Yes. Now, given uh, this, and uh, take two. Given this, and the fact that it is an anime movie in the animated genre sub genre whatever yeah whatever anime. of all the anime movies out there uh since 1980 there's been 110 of them oh really okay so like how full length feature length uh, full length feature feature length like in the theaters movies essentially. Yeah, i was about to say released in the theaters okay. since 1980 there's been 110 of them so how high do you think it ranks among the 110 movies hmm. what do you think joe Man, 110. I mean, this is considered to be one of the godfathers of yeah. anime. So the way that that tends to go is if you spawn something, you generally aren't the one making most of the coin from it. Oh, that's a good, good point. call. Oh. Um, I'm guessing it's probably about middle of the road. Which is 55? <laughs> what yeah. number? Yeah. <laughs> we'll say, yeah, 50. Okay, okay. 50. I'm, I'm going to, man... I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. Uh, I'll say I'll say 28 for uh, Akira himself. Oh, good job. Number 28. It was go. actually 35. Oh. So Francisco okay. wins is that, by is closest. It, oh, yeah. I guess that is a bit closer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just <barely>. That's hard, guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> 20, that was a good call. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Um, awesome, Paul. Well, thank you for those factoids, and let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to once Alice has located our target film. Alice? Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. This is no ordinary animation. This is the exotic, bizarre, and beautiful world of Japanese anime. And this is your invitation to enter with the modern classic, Akira. Critics say Akira makes Blade Runner look like Disney World. It's action-packed, <laughs> the future of animation. Siskel and Ebert call it the video pick of the week. Akira is yours for only $4.95 with subscription when you order the best of Japanese animation collection series. With these state-of-the-art sci-fi classics, you will enter a world beyond imagination, a future out of control, and an experience you will never forget experience you will never forget so i mean we must have something in our memories for our memory mind meld synopsis of akira uh, a violent teenager is a bioweapon with a red motorcycle he freezes artillery shells in midair as they explode and he also causes body parts to overgrow that wasn't really right at all so <laughs> inceptive i mean there was a red motorcycle there was some I was about to say, that, sounds but, pretty accurate to me. Well, no, the, Connie died, had the red motorcycle. Tetsuo was the one, bioweapon, and uh, he didn't cause his parts to overgrow. They sort of did that on it. But we're going to have ourselves, we're going to have ourselves, <laughs> based on those memories, as flawed as they were. What rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Or in my case, this is my, my first time watching it. Um, classic, nostalgic, or tragic? So not your final rating, but what was your... Uh, prediction for akira let's start with joe i actually don't remember what i <laughs> predicted i think that i said it was going to be uh nostalgic nostalgic okay and paul yeah. for me it was tragic i oh. have only seen this once before in college and i did not like it i thought it was over violent and stuff and i what no this is like care bear movie <laughs> to <laughs> not looking forward to reviewing this so we'll see how that hands out okay and i i gave it a shot since it is sort of a seminal anime classic it's held in high regard i predicted nostalgia uh, nostalgic so oh we'll you see. don't hold it in that high regard then well but because i never was like uh akira uh, i don't know if i want to see it i've like i remember seeing like bits and pieces maybe in an ad or something but it is never like oh i gotta see akira It'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we like most about Akira. Let's spin up our... Best three. And we like to start with our guest host. Joe, what's one thing you liked about this anime? So I love the neon vibe. You know, it takes place Ooh, yeah, in yeah. Neo Tokyo. Or, and, and, you know, with the tail lights on the motorcycles as they oh, yes. go away. That effect is so cool. It is. Yeah. And I never see that in animation anywhere else. This is like, I, I'm surprised this Tron. is the first time in yeah. animation. I know well, that's. Well, I was thinking of the Tron animated series that takes place in between the two movies. Oh, anyway. I've never seen that. But okay. Well, in traditional animation, yeah. Disney, anime, whatever, I've never seen that before. And given that this is 88, you'd think someone would have repeated that. But yeah. right. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the overall neon aesthetic is something you liked. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Paul, Paul, was that something you enjoyed about the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The visuals in it are great. But mm -hmm. one thing that I 
that really stood out to me is the music in this. And oh, I yeah. listened to, oh, by the way, I listened to, I watched the Japanese version. I was about to say Japanese audio and subtitled <laughs> in English. Yes. So um, I don't know if the, the, sometimes they change the music when they do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I was listening to the Japanese audio version. And it, the music is very unusual. It's very different than most yes. movies out there. They use a lot of, like, uh, a voice, and it, it's 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 really different. You have to check it out for yourself. It's not something that I would recommend. Hey, I love this soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I got to mm -hmm. go out and listen to it. But it's nice to have something that's completely different than most movies out there. But it's still, I think it added to the whole overall quality of the film. Like during the intense scenes, it was definitely made it even more intense. And mm -hmm. Some of the more subdue it was. So it fit right along. But it was just nice to see it done in a, in a very different way. It's very refreshing. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, were you, were you a fan of the music at all? Yeah, I, it tied in well with, like you said, supporting the action on the screen. So. Mm -hmm. And did you guys realize that... Uh, the music was uh, written and I, I guess performed before they had even seen any of the anime itself, which is very unusual. Usually, you have you have a film and then you score right. to that. Uh, so they had to make some edits, but I, I found that really interesting that they had made it all beforehand. But yeah, that's it, interesting, and it makes sense actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I enjoyed the music too. It didn't make my like core like list, but it it, it was something that I enjoyed and. To answer if your quandary was it the same for Japanese as well as English, I, I I watched the Japanese version. I also watched the English version, and they sounded the same to me. So if there okay. were differences, they were negligible. But um, right. awesome. Something I liked, which is very a lot more um, character based, was I thought it was really cool how they showed. Tetsuo losing his sort of grasp on both his morality and, I mean, I guess he's in a biker gang, so I, I don't know how much morality <laughs> he has to begin with, but whatever he has, probably that, and also his sanity, it was just really compelling to me. Uh, I, it made me sort of ponder if you're, if like, if me, who has a completely different background, were given that same level of power, would that power have corrupted me in the same way? Is it like, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, that power is something that's going to destroy you or enslave you. So mm -hmm. it, it got me thinking down that road. Uh, so it, I, that was very interesting to me, what they did with his character, how what his arc was. Even though it wasn't a pleasant arc, I thought it was an interesting arc nonetheless. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go back to Joe. What's something else you liked? So in the opening scene, they, you know, they, they're walking into that bar. Uh, there are like classic 1980s arcade machines in that, and I thought that was really neat. Oh, oh I, never Ooh, I didn't notice. That. I noticed arcade, but I didn't notice the actual uh, machines. I guess I didn't pay close attention to the machines, but like just the vibe, like seeing oh, yes, stand-up yeah. cabinets. Mm -hmm. Definitely. In, you know, yeah. yeah, in this crazy futuristic world, and, and they're playing – Music on CDs and yeah, and they thought that was so ahead of the time, being thirty-five <laughs> years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I would imagine. I mean, you could say that that's sort of a nostalgia. That, that's like a cafe eighties or something yeah. uh, type, and they <laughs> yeah, have yeah. CDs in a jukebox. So I, I yeah. don't know, but yeah, that that was a cool vibe. It would have been really cool if they had like a Tron cabinet. Um, oh, or yeah. something. it would have been fitting. Yeah, doing. yeah. 
Though, though, isn't um, pachinko more popular in Japan? Uh, maybe no, it's no not way. more popular, but it seems no, it's like... definitely more popular in Japan. Okay, so I'd be surprised that they didn't have a pachinko. But I guess, well, I was going to say maybe Westerners wouldn't know what that was, but they weren't making this for Westerners, so I don't right. know why they wouldn't go with that. Regardless, yeah, that, that was cool that they sort of had those that setting and um yeah i'll i'll talk to the setting in a bit but uh Paul, what's something else you liked well what's something else i really liked was the setting <laughs> <laughs> and basically the post apocalyptic setting here with the i loved how they put okay a lot of films take place you know in the uh, post apocalyptic uh, setting mm-hmm. but i loved that they included like wild dogs and riots and yes. like uh, all this chaos and, you know, in, in the garbage and a lot of death. And usually some apocalyptic films will have one or two of those. But this inc- included like a lot of it. And this was an animated feature. Like it had crowd scenes and they just they went uh, uh, completely to the next level and i love the way they they portrayed that i think it felt made it feel very real like if if it were to happen i think it would be close to you know you have the rich living it up you know in their 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 sky rises and then you have the poor just down below trying to uh be scavenge the food that's left over so Mm -hmm. i think they did a great job of that okay well since you guys have pretty much both been uh, dancing around or not I mean, dancing around talking through my classic maker i'll go ahead and just go with my classic <laughs> maker which is so first off the visuals yeah like you said joe they are just stunning i especially ne- just neo tokyo in general this setting i it looks so much better to me than the i think it's tokyo or the japan of say a ghost in the shell which from my memory, that was all just, it felt like just all industrial with like a temple every so often. It was like very, yeah. very grim and dour. And it, it felt like they're very cyberpunky, but it didn't feel like a, a real city like, like Neo, Neo Tokyo did. So I just, I, I, I felt like the, the world building of Akira was far and above, well, maybe not far and above Ghost in a Shell, but, or other animes of this, from this time period. But it was definitely, it felt like its own thing, and it felt like I, I wanted—I wanted to visit there. It was, it was very cool. Yeah, so. I don't know if I'd want to visit there. Maybe for, <laughs> it well, seemed a but, bit dangerous. But yeah. At the same time, I mean, even that opening scene—you have people just like normally like out for dinner. I mean, yeah. motorcycles might come through the window, but still, I, I mean, <laughs> and people are just living their lives as terrorist attacks are happening. It's—it's it's weird because, like, up here in Portland, me and my wife were. Uh, went, uh, let's see, we went away for a weekend and there was like, um, uh, not riots, but there were, uh, we were walking down downtown and there was a big demonstrations and police were out in riot gear and stuff. So it's, it was very like weird. <laughs> this was similar where people are still living their lives and that's natural, but even if in the middle of chaos happening right around you. Yeah. So cheers. <laughs> Mazel tov. Okay. <laughs> so that was my classic maker. Um, I'll go ahead and do my other like, and then we'll get to your your gentleman's uh, classic maker. And I'll just keep this quick because <laughs> it's really quick. My goodness, Canada's motorcycle might as well just be oozing cool. <laughs> it's just the coolest, one of the coolest vehicles. I mean, DeLorean's really? still up there in my okay. opinion, but I mean, I feel like there's a reason that this was one of the vehicles used in Ray Player One because it is just, <laughs> it's just so cool. Oh, but Canada, Canada. 
Yeah, he, I, he knows that that bike is super cool. It, oh yeah, he does. He's well, everyone too does. much bike for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's coveted. That's what makes it wanted by everybody else. If nobody cared about the bike, would you still think it's cool? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if I would. Do you I only want it because everyone else wants it. May, you Scarcity. know what? They may be social engineering me to love that bike, but man, I, I think <laughs> it's really cool. So uh, right. let's get to your guys' classic makers, though. Mine were the the visuals and the setting. Uh, Joe, what's the thing you loved most about Ikea? It's there's those classic scenes. the The one that comes to mind immediately, I guess, it's from all the commercials I saw for the anime growing up and stuff. But like that scene where he freezes the tank shell. Yes. Oh yeah. No, like that stands out for. I mean, I'm, I remember that from when I was in middle school high school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of blows your mind like whoa and then the visuals around it like the cracking sidewalk yeah 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 Yeah. you know know, anime was kind of a foreign thing when i was that young yes it it wasn't in everyday culture and to see on screen a level of of that yeah that animation Mm -hmm. was was super impressive yeah yeah and that both of your ears kind of flow into mine and Mm -hmm. Uh, my classic maker is the animation itself. Like yes. what you were saying, the details of the cracks and the explosions. Oh my goodness. But yes. also the smoothness of the, the car chases and the motorcycle chases mm-hmm. and like zooming down the halls. And it, this was like all before computer animation. It was so yeah. smooth and it was just uh, beautiful to watch. So yeah. the animation in this, the quality of the animation really stood out. And I felt like they only. They only cheaped out on. I think there's one scene where they use the technique of like streaks of uh, like bl- like different streaks of light behind a character to uh, simulate that they're moving fast or moving. Oh yeah. There's one scene like that with Tetsuo, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, everything was yeah. They animated everything fully. Oh, yeah, it was, and oh my gosh, I cannot, I cannot, I I gotta imagine the animators trying to animate Tetsuo's. Um, transformation into that big blob creature i I just like how uh, that's just so much intricacy in all of that and it looks so good i just i can't fathom trying to do that so a lot of creativity and a lot of craziness (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay those were awesome that was awesome hearing what we liked about uh akira oh Okay, one more thing I liked that I forgot to tell you guys. You might even say it's untold. You see, because it's the Untold Podcast, a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Dorman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. Some of uh, my favorite episodes are Standoff, a flash fiction about a good cop snake in a robotic suit, which is episode 71, uh, and The True Light, a fairy tale about a heroine who uses her mystical light to find those lost in a deep cave. Is that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, it's not, Paul. And eyes. <laughs> Sorry. That's episode 13. Also, episode A1, which is called A Light to My Path, is even narrated by someone from our very own podcast. So uh, check out the Untold Podcast. <laughs> check out the Untold Podcast at untoldpodcast.com to listen and leave them a review on iTunes. That's great, Francisco. But what in the world does that have to do with Akira? You know what? Pretty much nothing. Because most people, at least in the anime world, 
Akira is very told, so it's probably the polar opposite of untold. So it has nothing to do with it. But in fact, speaking of told, correct me if I'm, I I think I recently read like the graphic novel of Akira in Japan is like six volumes, and oh, this wow. movie only covers like the first two. Oh, really? Okay. That would explain some things. That would explain yeah. some of my dislikes <laughs> coming up. But you know what? You, you, fair enough. Untold Podcast has no connection with Akira, as far as I know. But let's talk about some uh, actual some trivia about Akira. Uh, mm. Did you all realize that at one point in the 1990s, Sony contemplated a live-action version of the film but they scrapped the idea when the projected budget went north of $300 million, which in the 90s might as well have been like $500 million or something in today's money. So I'm curious, what animated movie would you love to see a live-action version of but would probably cost so much it's unlikely to happen? So putting Paul on the spot first. I don't know because... They're doing that now. It's it's oh, it's sure. hard to imagine what what would be. <sighs> yeah, because even things like Ghost in the Shell, they made a live action version of. Right, yeah. right. So I'm trying to think what uh, Paprika. Have you seen that that I, anime? I want to. I have not though. It's not the best, but some of the <laughs> visuals in there would be pretty amazing to see live action. Okay, cool. How about you, Joe? I'll say like when when I think anime, some of my favorite anime stuff like Trigun. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that could be done on a relatively reasonable budget. Oh, but well then that's you got stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have a good answer for this one because even something like Howl's Moving Castle. Mm. Oh, there um, you go. Yeah, oh, that's a great example. Yeah. You think, but then you look, and what's that movie that Peter Jackson just oh, came out yes, with? Oh, Mortal, giant Mortal moving cities. Yeah. 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 I mean, so they're doing that level of, of right. graphical animation now. I, I think it's a bad question. <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> no, it's so a, much it's there. Question. It's an interesting question. Okay. Well, fine. Diddly dine. Um, <laughs> now that you found out some trivial info about us, let's find out what uh, memories you, our awesome listeners, had about Akira. All right, and here's what the Dapper Man says about the movie Akira. Watching it for the first time four years ago. It actually gets better every time I watch it. Certain movies have that magic. Michael Withers says, Tatsuo Akira! Steve Hamilton says, I remember people screaming, jackets with pills on the back of them, motorcycles, more screaming, convoluted (laughs) plot, and really good animation. I remember watching Acura late. Sorry, I just keep every time I say Acura, as I think of the car <laughs> for some weird reason. Every time I see Acura, yeah, it's like I'm saying Acura, but it's Acura. Uh, he says, "Sorry." Steve Hamilton continues when he says, <laughs> "I remember watching Acura late night when I was in fifth grade on TBS Anime Friday Night." I had no clue what was going on, but <laughs> thought the animation was really, really cool. Uh, there, Al's Pace Juan Keys says, Awesome, very motivating content. Raise hands, emote. All right. Day Eily period Dodd Less says, Wow, love the daily content heart emoji. Curious to see what you can animate trying the Dodd Less 
animation app. Do we? Why? Why are we promoting this? This? Uh, We're not. Bam. Did you read how I changed those names? Yeah, but people can Google it. I don't even want them to waste their yeah, time. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, All right. Wardale White uh, says that it was a different anime than what I would. I was used to coming from yeah. watching Battle of the Planets, uh, Gachamon, or Voltron. It was quite the departure for me. It was a bit of a slow burn, but I ventured through it. Yeah, this is no Muppet Babies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Make our dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, so Dale also added, uh, he's live in chat now, and add to his comment. For years, there's been talk about a live action uh, version of Akira. Last I heard, it was over at the WB slash New Line Cinema. Would you guys be interested in a live-action version? And would it be better if that version was a movie or a streaming series on Netflix, Hulu, etc.? So we did speak to earlier in the trivial question how this uh, Sony thought about doing a live-action. But if they were to try for a live-action today, what do you guys think? Do they, should they do a movie? Should they do streaming? Uh, Joe, what do you think? I mean, the visuals is one of the things I thought was really interesting about the film. I would, mm-hmm. I would love to see that in a live-action. I think it would be really really cool mm-hmm. to represent okay cool Paul. and i agree but disagree at the same time <laughs> i agree that the visuals are the best part so i would want to keep it animated not live action because mm. i think you can do more with that but uh to further answer the question and i would love to see it as a series um streaming and maybe they do the whole a manga series and maybe it'll answer a few questions that we had that's where my mind was going too paul i was thinking i would love to see this animated and they could do a lot more visually stunning stuff with cg nowadays too i mean i'd like them to still keep some traditional animation because that aesthetic really appeals to me uh but mm-hmm. seeing this as a series on netflix or funimation if, since i think they own the, the this is where i that's where i saw it. so i don't know if they own the rights to it or whatnot but i i would love to see it in that regard also LJ Lowry, he says, I haven't seen it yet, but I will be watching along in anticipation for this episode. Oh, awesome. And Reed Benson closes out by saying, I remember that it looked so gross that I couldn't bring myself to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Well, Reed's comment leads us right into the things we didn't like about Akira. So it's time for our... Worst three. Uh, Let's go around and start with Paul this time. What's something you didn't like about Akira? Um, maybe it's because I'm a Westerner, but I felt some of the what? pacing You're towards the, the end mm-hmm. was a bit off. I mean, you had this big climatic, climactic scene mm-hmm. with like a fighting against the army, and then he has him fighting against this Canadian dude. <laughs> uh, well, his name's Canada for people I, who haven't oh, seen the oh, the movie. I guess so I'm joking when I say he's Canadian. Yes. And it, it slows down there. Then it slows down even more after that. It's I understand like coming off of a high, like, but it just takes forever after that for the movie like to resolve itself or end, at least pacing wise for me. Mm-hmm. I, I that's I mean, I'll go into one of my dislikes and then I'll refer back to yours here, Paul. Okay, but um, I'll allow it. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I felt like. The religious fanatics in this movie were so much more interesting to me than mm-hmm. the the um as a subplot than the the rebels like Ryu and Ki and what and they're trying to overthrow the government or or whatever they are doing, and I wonder if that's actually a product of this coming from a manga where uh, the 
the author had way more time to develop both Kian Ryu and also probably the religious fanatics and and the filmmakers just decided we're going to go with these guys because we need them to get Kaneda into the baby's room to get Tetsuo. So I, I just... I understand why they did what they did. And I wonder if that's sort of what the issue you're having too, that it's it's a product of coming from the manga and they couldn't address everything that um, was in the manga. Maybe, but I look at the religious aspect as more of the texture to the whole overall picture. Oh. So, you know, it adds to it, in my opinion, but do, are you saying it distracts you from the pacing? No, no, not sorry, not that it distracts me from the pacing. I mean, just that I want to know more about that that oh. sect than than the rebels. But in terms of it coming from the manga, I feel like maybe in the manga it was paced a lot differently, or it made a lot more sense the pacing, and they are trying to emulate it onto the big screen, and it didn't quite work the same way. I don't know. Well, I'll have to read I don't the know. Manga and find out. Sorry, uh, yeah. manga and find out. And Joe, have you happened to ever read the read the manga of this? I have not. It sounds not like Paul has. No. Okay. Um. All right. Well, then, I guess that's. <laughs> do you have an audio book cool of this pictures. manga? <laughs> yeah. What do you think we review movies for? <laughs> uh, Joe, what's something you didn't like about this film? Uh, so, I mean, it, it's. It's earned its heavy R rating. There's a mm. scene in there in particular. I mean, the, the violence is is overwhelming. But yes. There's a scene where Tetsuo and and his girlfriend jump on. Yeah. And they take the bike. The the clowns catch up and they, you know, they hit the girl mm-hmm. in the face as they ride by. And then there's an act of like sexual assault mm-hmm. there. I was just like, man, this is super heavy. Yeah. Not really in my wheelhouse. I understand why they did it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's these two warring gangs, but man, that's that's dark stuff to show, especially in a Spe- medium that's especially to kids on Friday night at TBS. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would imagine they edited that for TV, right? But, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't know. It seemed maybe there wasn't enough setup for why uh, the Doctor Mario gang. And yeah. uh, or the I, w- I think the clowns. The, the clowns, the the Canada's gang, and the clowns were at odds with each other. Other than if it was uh, was is it Guys and Dolls or West Side Story where there's the two warring gangs? Well, West Side Story. Oh, I don't know anything about. Guys I don't and Dolls. know. Yeah, yeah. West Side Story, definitely. Okay, whatever. Romeo I and Juliet. Like guys versus dolls. The, the, ro- <laughs> the Romulans and the Capules. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Capulous. Come on, guys. I'm super funny here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I I really I would have liked more knowledge into why they were at odds. But I, I imagine they use this as a way to say the clowns are really bad and to set up the kind uh, of Tetsuo's. Why don't you interview the Bloods and Crips? Why are you, why are you fighting? You mean, it's always it's territory. There you okay, go. Oh, yeah. Oh, it could have been that. Yeah, but it, it wasn't clear. Yeah. It really, uh, well, I guess they did. It doesn't matter. I, I wanted right. more clarity on that point. Uh, let's go back to, let's go back to Paul. What's something else you didn't like? One of the things that I did, it, it kind of goes back to the pacing. You have uh, Tetsuo or, or however his name Tetsuo. is. He's, 
yeah he's got the you know the dramatic red cape on that's all cool and Mm -hmm. he's like deflecting the army with their tanks and you know their lasers coming down from the satellite and he's able to stop all this stuff then you have a, a, a boy come in on his motorcycle with a laser and he and then all of a sudden this guy this one guy with a laser is a problem <laughs> versus the whole army before is not a problem at all and it's like what is going it just didn't make sense why why is this canadian dude so much <laughs> more trouble than the entire japanese army i don't know what do you think about that joe it's I, I I agree with that issue as well. That's one of the things I have on here. One of my mm. pet peeves in anime is things like these power levels and pr- spirit pressure. Over and all nine thousand. I mean, like oh, I love spirit it. Pressure, yeah. And so, like watching watching Tetsuo fly into outer space oh, yeah. and crush a satellite. It's like, come on, man. I, <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's powerful, but this is ridiculous. No, actually, this is one of the things. Sorry, it's a very valid point. I don't mean to just no, no, keep going go against what you're saying, but Joe. I'm about to, but one of the yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> one of the things that I enjoyed watching this time around versus the last time is basically this is this is a story about what if these three kids got force powers from star wars you know and we're able to uh utilize that you know to keep them young and to do all these things and someone else got the force who's really power and they're all strong with the force and how do they combat each other so using the force you know manipulating the the uh fields around you and to force yourself up and to fly i'm completely buying it like this was great for me for that aspect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, Paul. Uh, so, so. so, Joe, that was the other thing you didn't like was the power levels of it's, being unclear I mean, and or I I was actually kind of okay with the stuff he was doing there on the ground mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. like crushing the tank, stopping yeah, yeah. the bullet, like all that kind of stuff. But then when he left Earth, it, it was a little bit. So it's okay to defy gravity of bullets and and explosions, but when he applies that to himself to defy gravity, then it's not okay. I have a really weird cognitive dissonance here between him doing it on Earth and leaving the atmosphere to do it. I don't know why. That just really... That's the line, and it was crossed. (laughs) Understood. I I mean, I get it, because then you have to worry about him... uh, his like breathing. blood boiling, him breathing, all, all these other aspects that I would think a kid who's never been in space and probably doesn't know much about the space program would probably not be thinking to counteract. So, <laughs> what, what do you know about pressure? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, let's see. So, I guess I'll go with my last dislike, then we'll get to our tragic makers. And that's the political intrigue and willingness. Well, first, the political intrigue of this movie is a bit tough for me to follow, at least in Japanese. The, when I watched it again in English, it was a little easier for me to comprehend what was going on. But it was, it was a challenge for me to get exactly who was backstabbing who, who was... I mean, 
I guess the mole was very character designed like a mole, so that was a bit easy, but it was still, I didn't realize he was there until like, oh, wait, wait, you're there? Oh, and you're working with the rebels? Oh, okay. But I also didn't like that the colonel was just, he thought whatever he was doing was the right way to go. And it, it just really bothered me that it doesn't matter that the council who I'm assuming is elected. It doesn't matter what you think. I know what's right. So I'm going to go do it and I'll just kill whoever gets in my way. And oh, that just, that really bothered me. It did not make me like him. I, up to that point, I think I was like on board with him. But the, after that, I'm like, no, no, I don't like you one bit, Colonel. Declares martial law, kill well, he, the rest of the council. He doesn't even say that. Or at least I don't remember him saying I'm declaring martial law. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm terminating the council and I'm the supreme Caesar or something. Uh, no, just, I think he said he's instituting emergency, something like that. Oh, like martial okay, law then, okay. or powers or Fine. something like that. Regardless, yeah. is like, it's like, who gets. Why do you have? I mean, if anyone's gonna have that power, why not a general or something? But whatever. Because he, I thought he was. No, he's not he's a, a general. He's, he's a, a colonel. colonel. Yeah, yeah. Hence him All being right. called Colonel, <laughs> unless well, his name's Colonel and he's a general. General Colonel. General Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that goes right into my tragic. Movie. Oh well, then give it to us, Paul. And that I thought a lot of the characters were confusing. Not. Plot wise, oh well, it, it, yes, plot wise, mm-hmm. but that's only because character design wise, I found it very confusing. Now I said the animation mm-hmm. uh, was my classic maker, and the the way the lines moved and everything, I think, is beautiful in, mm-hmm. in a lot of the scenes. Totally, but the character designs, yes, uh, there are so many characters that don't look like each other in this movie. Mm -hmm. So when you have several characters that look like each other, Mm -hmm. it makes it really confusing for me. Yeah. Like the one Canadian dude, there was times (laughs) where like when they were in the police station Uh and he's looking at his ID and he's looking at the kid, I didn't realize that was the same Canadian dude with the big pill on his jacket later. He looked a lot younger. Yeah. So they need to stick to model first of all, so that all the characters look the same. Or, or, you know, throughout the movie. But then you have other characters that look just like him. They're maybe, like, taller. Maybe his hair is different. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they were brothers or maybe they were clones. That's why they all looked like each other. Oh. But then they said, like, oh, that's my friend. I was like, oh, that's not your brother. Then why do you look so much alike? <laughs> and it's like, and they're part of this gang. And then, like, well, what about these strangers that look like him? And then you have the guy, the, the colonel, who has a mustache. And then there's just like Ryu, two, who's the rebel, who also has a yes, mustache. Yes. And there's two of those guys with mustaches. Yes, and they yes. all look the same. And I thought, oh, this is going into the clone <laughs> plot. But they never talk about that. So I'm totally confused. So there's two mustache guys against one mustache guy. Or is this one mustache guy all these different parts? And it's really like hard to follow because the characters all look alike yeah and not and the frustrating thing is that they don't all look alike so they have the capability to make them different Mm -hmm. so to make them too similar is just it makes it really hard to understand what's going on yeah and i'll just piggyback on that real quick i did not the the kid old benjamin button kids really sort of freaked (laughs) me out i i was like i i it was very charming to see them when they at the very end when you see what they actually looked like i'm like oh man and you turned into crypt keeper oh, oh, i feel so bad for you i look like a little zombie kid exactly they're really old but they're using the force to keep them young well then use the force a bit better to have at least youthful <laughs> looks or something yeah do it better <laughs> get some like cream on your face or something 
I mean, like the Dude, kid sweet. The the first kid didn't act like he was old. He didn't act like he'd been around for a while. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's a very good point. Yeah. They all acted like kids. So yeah. yeah, you got me there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, the the guy that was escorting him out gets gunned down. Yeah, and he freaks out, screams like uh, like you would expect yeah, a child yeah. to, mm-hmm. and the no. whole square explodes. Yeah, and they're freaked no, out by right. blood you're- with Tetsuo when he gets the takes the glass out of his foot. So yeah, I don't know. They seem very childlike. Totally yeah, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's see. They're just wrinkly old kids that Francisco hates. Yeah. Add that to your dislikes of if, whether they're rebellious or they're wrinkly. You don't like them. <laughs> Leave them in the pool too long. <laughs> Why am I a prune? Oh, goodness. Okay, um, Joe, what's the thing you uh, hate most about Ikea? The, the pacing and the storytelling lost me completely. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, I was following for the most part until about the last 30 to 40 minutes of the mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like, okay, I'm going to watch the, the pretty, the pretty flashes and animations. Yes. Like, Cause I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh huh. I, I totally get that. And that was especially true. It wasn't so true of my first watch through in Japanese. I think cause I had to be hyper-focused to both, Watch, like read what was happening, uh, and also just try and f- figure out okay, how is this? What's what's happening now? But watching it again in English, just a second time, I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah, so, wh- wait, wh- we're still here. There's still 30 minutes left. I thought wh- this. What's going on? What? Oh yeah, there is all this still. Okay, you were more confused by the English <laughs> version. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was just confused by when I pause it because I had to do something else. Because I watched the English version in breaks. In okay. segments, I was like, "Really? I thought we were almost done here. Why is there twenty three minutes left?" Well, but, it goes to the pacing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I totally can totally see that. But I, and so, what's interesting about all that is my tragic maker probably would have just thrown the pacing even more. <laughs> but I really, and I'm surprised this didn't make your like or dislike list at all, Paul. But I, I found that I wanted more scenes or at least one more scene that showed the relationship between uh canada and tetsuo because it seemed like they're just at odds pretty much the the whole movie they didn't seem to really liked each other that much they didn't seem very brotherly i would have liked to see a scene where they're they're okay so sidebar they're in street fire 2 the animated movie have either of you seen that movie oh not in a long time I don't remember the animated movie. Okay, well, <laughs> I only I, I watched the, the Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, in the animated movie, you see sort of the the backstory to Ryu and Ken. They're both trained by the same master, and then there, there's this one really sweet moment where uh, Ryu, like I think, falls and like really gashes his head, and Ken gives his red bandana that he's using for his ponytail, and gives it as sort of um um not bandana but whatever that. Uh, sweatband or whatever for Ryu. And that's why Ryu has the classic red uh, headband. Um, and it's just this really kind moment. And But their relationship of being sort of brothers, but being at odds with each other is so, so much better. And I feel I totally buy into their friendship more. Here I'm like, why are you even friends? I don't yeah. get why you hang out or anything other because than... Because they both dislike clowns. <laughs> 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 Well, take down the Joker. Where's Batman? Yeah. But well, uh, that's one of the 
the serious flaws about this movie is that there's no scenes for you to like any of the characters. Exactly. There's yes. No redeemable um, characters, and they don't have any redeemable scenes. So. Mm. Yeah, and so that's why I was surprised. Like I said, it didn't make your like list. The, the characters aren't likable because, I mean, yeah. I I think I liked Canada just because he was sort of the only one that you kind of got the feel that he was the one to root for. But yeah. I, it wasn't. It was not easy to like him all that much. And go ahead. This Jeff. kid know to rig up like one where to get a laser cannon. Oh, it's just the guys. Well, as he was driving the, the to dead. the site, one of them dead had it. So he okay. he just lifted it from there. How does he know to wire that thing up to a battery <laughs> the right way? Like, uh, because uh, clown, saw the, clown saw training. the school they went to, like. <laughs> It didn't oh, look yeah. like that place was trying to prepare them for anything. Yeah, yeah right. Just punching point. them in the face when they. <laughs> it seemed from There's the beginning they, they knew how to build bicycles, right? At least uh, they. I guess. So they do have mechanics in them. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Okay. It. it I, I see what you're saying, Joe. I, th- I think you could see it either way. Um. Wow. Okay. So. A lot not to like about uh, Akira, but now that we've entered all our firing trajectories into the Trigon computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready, on your mark. Who's salvo and why does he have all the authority? Again with this. (laughs) It's been like 100 episodes and this hasn't come up. Uh, call back to all you uh, reminders who have been listening for a long time. Uh, okay, so do we rate Akira a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic film. It's uh, worth a rewatch if you enjoyed it uh, previously, if you've seen it before, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's been a while. Is it worth watching again? Yes, uh, it's nostalgic. It's worth that. Or a tragic it's not worth your time. If you've never seen it before, yeah, go see something else. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any good memories you have with a rewatch. So we'll start with our guest. Joe, how do you rate Akira? I think Akira is tragic. <gasps> really? Ooh. Yeah. Compel- no, you're not kidding. You're not pulling our leg. Right. It's well, actually- no, it's a tragic story of Atsua and all these characters. The, the animation Who's Atsua? Huh? <laughs> Who are you talking about, Paul? Who's the kid that gets all the powers? Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Yeah, him. <laughs> See, it's so confusing. Yeah, him. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So tragic uh, for Joe. Okay. Yeah, it's it's beautiful to watch, but there's so much stuff nowadays with all this eye candy. I mean, it is a really neat visual experience, mm-hmm. but it's not something you're gonna track and keep up mm-hmm. with. Very fair. All right. Paul, what to you? I predicted tragic for basically the same reasons. There's a lot of violence. It's not my thing. There's gross parts. It's, 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 it's a bit, it's a hard rated R pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I did enjoy it the second time better because, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm getting calloused to all the violence and, and stuff. So it doesn't bother me as much. And I actually, and actually uh, enjoy like you know the little kids using the force on each other and the visuals of that. So actually, I rated a nostalgic. If you enjoyed it before, you probably would enjoy it again. If you haven't seen it, 
I wouldn't recommend that you like this is a must see. Go watch it. But if you enjoy the anime series, anime genre, and you like, eh, I'll leave it up to you. I give it fifty fifty whether or not you might like it or not, depending on if you like these other things that we talked about, like that we don't like. If you like that kind of stuff, then you'll like this movie. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I predicted nostalgic, and you know, I, I after my first time through, I was like, oh, this is this this is a pretty good movie, and I was looking forward to watching it again in English, and you know what? Even after watching it in English, I'm like, I think I, I would want to see this again, and so I, I, I feel like there's a lot of depth to this film. Mm. And that supersedes my the the detractors I have from it. <clears throat> Not to mention, yeah, it's beautiful, like we said. So I'm gonna rate a classic. <laughs> All right, we got one of everything. So, this is a classic Francisco movie right here, and, folks. And we I have will- rebellious <laughs> kids rebelling against the the law and authority. Who don't get their come up? Well, they kind of do, but yeah, all of Tokyo they, gets their come up. And yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> for yeah, instituting martial law when you shouldn't be it serves you right for messing with kids when your government kids. shouldn't do that. Sheesh! What they ever do to you? Let's not get political. Okay. <laughs> so according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we have a draw, which means we're going to go out to the patrons. Francisco, That's how they made this movie. They drew it. <laughs> Francisco from the future, tell us what the patrons ended up voting this movie to swing it one way or the other. Thank you, Francisco from the past. And also thanks to our patrons in the Rewind Republic tier who helped vote on Akira. And they overwhelmingly rated this film a classic. So according to our votes and the votes of our patrons... Uh, we, the, we, the Retro Rewind Podcast, rates Akira, a classic movie. We recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Now back to the past. Whoa, I, I, you know what? I was surprised that it ended up being that. Can you guys believe yeah. it? No, I don't believe it. Recount. <laughs> well, it's too late. We can't do a recount. We can't, we, the, the, our uh, Reflex capacitor only has so many charges. We can't. We can only travel in time so much each. We need more reflex capacitor. I mean, that would help. Yes, to do more inner inner episode time travel <laughs> and uh, offset the count. Ex- yes, sure. Uh, okay, but regardless, now it's time to travel back to our own time. Good old twenty XX. The year that actually took place in the movie. Incoming transmission. Ah, feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1988 to begin with if it weren't for our, we already mentioned them, our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feelin' Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Andy Lewis, Pierre Panda, James Kennison, and newest patron, Daryl Hafner, in addition to three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as a dollar a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big bear hug to our 
you know, one of those big stuffed bears. Yes. That kids were doing, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> turning into. Want to give too? Why not? Yeah, we want to give a big hug to our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. If you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train uh, choo-choo-chewing because we <laughs> love hearing from you, be it your iTunes reviews, comments on our website, or through our contact form uh, so thank you so much for all the feedback you send. We don't have any this time, but send it our way. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 174 is the place to find timestamps time for this episode, links mm, to contact fine. us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show and also yourself? They can find us, the show, on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. Also, as previously mentioned, we are on Twitch. Watch and chat with us live or live, depending on how you read this copy. <laughs> You're reading what? This is off the top of your head? Oh, Sorry. As we record this podcast, play retro video games or create pixel art by following us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. Sorry, I dropped the uh, the keyboard there. Anyway, moving on. But if you just want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. So stop by and say hi. Uh, thank you, Paul, for being a fellow uh, capsule gangster with me. Biker yeah, gang. Dr. Mario for the win. Exactly. Uh, but... Uh, Really appreciate your friendship, you being a co-host. So appreciate getting to do this show with you. Oh, likewise. This is a blast, even yeah. though I hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it nostalgic. How can you yeah. hate it? Well, parts of it I do. Oh, my gosh. Do. <clears throat> and I'm also super grateful to our guests uh, for taking time to discuss Akira with us. Joe, please tell us how to find you online and anything you'd like to promote. Cook. <laughs> Cook. All right, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. I am uh, associated with Geeks Under Grace. You can find all of our reviews there for movies, anime, video games, board games, everything over at geeksundergrace.com. Do you review pamphlets? I have never reviewed a pamphlet. Ah, darn it. Maybe someday. Maybe. Oh, oh, how about oil paintings? Oh my gosh, that's a throwback <laughs> to like five years ago. <laughs> sorry, sorry, President. Joe, sorry. Pre, sorry, President Gug. <laughs> um, no. Also, I'm on the Geeks Under Grace podcast, so you can check us out there. We we are on every major platform. Awesome! It's it's been so great having you here. Thank you for taking uh, your your time to join us for Akira. I also I want to recommend the Geeks Under Grace podcast. That's how I I sort of got i guess in a way you get to know the people you listen to so that's how i got to know joe uh definitely yep. a fun podcast so go listen to that and thanks again joe for being here yeah thanks for having me of course uh hope you can come back again sometime soon yeah Let's watch see. out for your colonel who wants to assassinate <laughs> 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 <It's> just, 
<laughs> Thank you uh, for being a part of the show. And uh, But that's not all. Mostly I appreciate you. Yes, yeah, you listening right now through your earbuds, through your car speakers, wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this show. Whether you're part of the Rewinder community or you're new to the show, thank you for spending time with us. And we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been congratulations to making it this far in the episode. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Maybe also some. I was going to say drugs, but I don't want to say (laughs) drugs. Okay. Uh, well, because they take drugs in the movie, so that's don't take dare drug abuse resistance education kids. Is that what? Don't do drugs. Yes, you don't know this. Did you not? You not in dare, Paul? Uh, Yogi Bear. Well, the guy came to our school, and I got the T-shirt, but I was like, dare to resist drugs, but I don't remember the acronym. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com. Hey, this was made in the 80s, and they were like the, the Pills Gang. Are they like Retro Junkies? Probably, is that what yes. Dot com that, that's, is all about? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's about, Paul. No. Okay. Not. And we're also part of the Christian Geek Central <laughs> Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Uh, you can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. The future is not a straight line. It is filled with many crossroads. There must be a future podcast that we choose for ourselves.